The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hey, everyone. Carrington here. I know I'm not the usual old Caleb uh, being the good old host, but we're going to give you a quick little mini episode, a little quick update for you all you wonderful people out there today. It's me, as I said, Carrington, with my good friend Jimler. Yeah, you. And uh, we have a great show for you, lined up for you today. Enjoy. Here we go. So, Jimler, what have you been up to lately? Oh, not too much. Uh, biggest thing was a little bit of a move. Move stays out of New York now, back into Ohio. Saw a girlfriend over the uh, the winter break and uh, just getting back in the swing of things, going to work and well, all that. What? How about you, Kmart? What you been into? Yeah, yeah. I... Uh... <laughs> Uh, other than gaming, not a whole lot. Uh, since the we last recorded, I've just been uh, I don't know, just chilling out, really, working and gaming for the most part. Nothing's new happened so far. I love the sound of that. But uh, speaking of gaming, um, we certainly have had two great sales over the past, I'll say, month or so, starting with Black Friday all the way up until now. And even now, Microsoft's got some great deals, uh, which end on Tuesday. Uh, uh, note, so over the note. past month or so, have you gotten anything? Yeah. Uh, I noticed, at least on my Xbox, it said nine more days left. So I think it's not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. So Ooh, if next there's Tuesday, even more time. Like that's over up. a week. So, you know, that's good timing because you need that paycheck. <laughs> But uh, for myself, I picked up Stardew Valley, so I'm excited to get into that more. Haven't really got into it too much, but um, uh, other than that, I also picked up a really old game, but a really great game, and that is Age of Empires 2, the HD edition uh, on PC. So I'm excited to, to get back into that and hopefully relive some of my old memories. I hear you. Um, I already own Age of Empires, but Steam always has some ridiculous sales on PC, so you really can't go wrong there. For five bucks, I mean. Uh, Myself? I know you can't really argue with it. You can't. And and I don't blame you at all. For me personally, I bought... uh, I don't remember, honestly. I know we talked about it beforehand, and now I'm drawing a blank for some reason. Was when it I bought Lost Holiday, The holiday season. Lost Odyssey, but see, I didn't buy that, um, which we'll talk about that later. Gotcha. Um, Microsoft, being the, the gracious people they are, made it free. So, I claimed it. Man. Um, yeah, I don't 
recall even really maybe I didn't buy anything. I'm looking through my list now of, of, of my games that I just have. I don't see anything new that I remember actually purchasing with money. But I do remember I got a game on my PC called oh gosh and it's a stupid game ah oh, well it's not that important uh, maybe i'll talk about it another time <laughs> no it's it's really because the i got the first game and my friends me and my friends loved it because it was so bad and they recently made a sequel so we bought it for 50 cents i think on steam oh, can't go wrong man that's some high yeah, quality production super cheap. there and uh high quality stuff even the uh first game we got for 50 cents as well actually i got a set of four for like two bucks i think or something like that <laughs> oh man more power to you bro more power um, to you. so yeah so oh thank you thank you very much you know how i be living the cheap life amen to that so i remember you know i know this isn't gaming, but let's just talk about it real quick. Because we talked about it in the last episode, um, Rogue One. Yes. So real quick, yay or nay? Ah, uh, that is a huge yay, my friend. It uh, it really it that's came through. That's what's up. That is what's up. So, what did you like about it? Uh, as a just as a Star Wars fan. I really enjoyed uh, the planet design and sort of the costume design. I thought that, you know, it was just that realism that was just awesome. It really puts you into um, the experience. And I watched it the first time in IMAX 3D. So, like, the sound was just, it, it was amazing. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. You know, I know there's some criticism about people saying that this wasn't a story that needed to be told but to me it was a great story i loved the way that they tied it up all the way at the end i mean i think the last minute was probably my favorite part of that movie just to see how they ended it and how it ties in with the rest of the movies uh, it, it was really well done in my opinion i'm gonna have to wholeheartedly agree on that honestly it was a really well done Star Wars movie. And even if you don't like Star Wars, you should be able to, to someone enjoy this movie. And my brother told me yesterday that this movie's actually getting quite a bit of hate from all of the, you know, the, the nerds like us, which, which is surprising to me because it was a really done, really well done movie. And you got to see things that you don't normally see in the Star Wars universe because, um, Let's just say, for example, the rebels uh, were always told that the rebels were, were good guys and, you know, fighting for good, which they still were in Rogue One. Um, but you just saw a different side of the rebels, you know, doing things that maybe were morally questionable. And you also saw them, even though they're called the Rebel Alliance, they were actually somewhat fractured as well. Yeah, because by the by the time uh, we get to the end of the movie, maybe half the fleet is on Scarif and the other half is still sitting, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, I think they moved, didn't they? I think they moved because um, they're not in episode four, a new hope, like Mon Mothma. She's not on uh, you haven't four. She leaves, she leaves. Yeah. So, you know, you don't see a, a whole, 
an organization that's still whole. They're still trying to figure themselves out, which I like a lot. Yeah, I like. And I also a lot of people are complaining about the character development, but I I didn't see a problem with it. Like I was fine not getting too attached to them because uh, you know for certain reasons. But at the same time, <laughs> it did enough for me to tell a story. Yeah. I, I, like you said, with the uh, whole Rebel Alliance thing too, it, it was well done. I, I like just like being able to see how it really was just a band of rebels, so to speak. Um, you know, just mm-hmm. come together and different ideas, uh, some more pro and trying to do things through the Senate still, even though it was corrupt. And then others, you know, with that more militaristic attitude and more imperial attitude and gotten gotten to do what you got to do to get the job done and so it really pulled it together nicely you know in my opinion something that you would typically be used to seeing in a book you know instead of on the movie screen with star wars so uh, i i pass off to the director and the cast indeed indeed and also hats off to the whole like organization of people who made that movie and on top of that, all of the Easter eggs for us Star Wars fans that were oh, in there. Oh my goodness. For both the big and the small. So if you, maybe you only watched the prequels. There was stuff in there for you. Or yeah. not the prequels, I'm sorry, the original trilogy. There was stuff in there for you. If you're a big, like, expanded universe kind of person, there's stuff in there for you too. Because mm-hmm. one thing I enjoyed, I, me and my family have been loving Star Wars Rebels. And there were at least three different references to the show Star Wars Rebels. There was Chopper the Droid. There was a uh, shout-out to... Uh... Yeah, Chopper was in there, bro. I, I, and, uh, I, I, they, I, they made a call-out to... Uh, what's her face? A Hera? Uh, uh, what's the pilot of the ghost? I can't Sindula. remember her name off the top of my Hera? Yeah, there was a call-out to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they said General Sindula. Oh, calling... And then uh, the ghost is in there. At least me and my dad counted three times in the Battle of Scarif in space. You can see this ghost three times. So I thought that was just, oh, that was just so much fun to see, you know? Yeah, most definitely. Now, for the, our listeners, this is everything that me and Kmart really enjoyed about Rogue One. Uh, but as we mentioned, the rest of the RDP cast will be joining us hopefully later on this week for another episode. And so we will definitely be getting back into that topic then. And um, I know, at least for myself, there was a couple things that I wasn't a huge fan about. But overall, it didn't affect my, my liking of the movie. Uh, so we'll we'll get into the, I don't know, I guess you'd say slightly negative <laughs> side of Rogue One. Uh, in, in our next full length yes. episode. Yes. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Um, which I am totally fine with because it's not a perfect movie, but it gets the job done. So in the uh, grand scheme of all things, because I'm so great at these transitions. Um, <laughs> now that you're home, Jim, you've had a lot more gaming time and with more gaming time, you know what you've had? played some overwatch this season season three is upon us and we're in the midst of it yes so what are your thoughts of uh overwatch and and playing uh, in season three because this is my first serious season i did play in season two but season three i'm really just like i'm in it i'm invested but you you're you're coming in as a newcomer almost yeah 
Uh, I dabbled in it last season as well. And then uh, I was really excited for season three. Had a slight deterrent with um, after my placement matches. I got ranked somehow ridiculously low. Yeah. Felt a little miffed about that. But hey, you know, life goes on. So I'm in the solo queue grind right now. Uh, but it's it's just it's a great game. You know, I, there's a reason why it released what in like April or something like that, March or April, and it's still yeah. going strong. It's in a lot of the game of the year discussions, which, by the way, we'll probably we'll, we should be discussing game of our game of the year nominations for the five of us in the next episode too. But um, just as a side note, indeed. But um, I, I really love just the little tweaks that blizzard makes um how they constantly are changing different things and even though you know it's like one character gets a buff or a nerf and then all of a sudden it just completely changes the way the game is played and it's just there's a lot of strategy to it uh you got to be aware of uh, the situation that you're in and it's just a lot of fun for being you know, more of a first person type of game, but at the same time, you really need to think and strategize as a team uh, to be able to get the most out of it. So it's been a lot of fun. Great. I'm glad you're having fun with it because uh, I, I have a ton of fun with it as well. Now on Xbox, which I'm, I'm going to get into a little bit here on Xbox, um, you know, I was already above 25. So, you know, I went right into competitive season three. Played my, my placement matches within, I think I got it done the day after season three went live. So it went live on a Thursday. I was placed on a Friday. Got high gold. I'm in platinum now, working on that diamond status. What, what? And um, having a lot of fun with it so far. I do see a huge difference uh, between gold and platinum for sure. Not say it's necessarily harder, um, but I do find it easier to... Uh, get into a match with a bunch of randoms and they'll be somewhat aware of what's going on when when when's a good time to switch and things like that now i will also say over the this is something i did buy over holiday weekend um i did get overwatch on pc as well and i've noticed a huge difference i'm getting in that grind to get to 25 so i'm gonna be competitive so i can't speak on how different competitive mode is or if it's harder or easier or anything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but one thing I have noticed is that everybody on PC has a mic and they do talk and it makes it a lot easier to coordinate with random people. Cause that's something I've noticed on Xbox. Maybe we can dive into a topic like that at a later discussion. Cause I remember back when Xbox live was going, it seemed like everybody had a mic and now even though uh, headsets included, if you buy an Xbox, feel like you can't talk to anybody on when you're playing with random people it's like no one wants to talk which i think is it's a weird thing to, to think yeah but yeah yeah overwatch on pc so far uh, i'd say it's about the same but i know once i hit competitive that's that that opinion will, will change a lot yeah uh and one of the things but I, I am seriously playing uh right ahead Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to mention too. Uh, I really love the fact that uh, they continue to tweak like the interface with things. Um, now, say you're in solo queue and you are on a team that just absolutely wrecks and you have a great win, you can vote 
to try to stay together as a team now. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, in season two, that was not an option, or at least it wasn't whenever I was playing. So that uh, it has been beneficial to me because it's like I'm lower level than a lot of my friends. So it's like I'm trying to get, gain that rank up. And it's like if you get on a good team, you want to stick with that team. So that, I, I really appreciated that uh, adjustment as well. I have to agree as well, because that's a huge, huge uh, thing. Um, and it's happened quite. I've made friends uh, over the Internet with random people that way. Just. We, we felt really good about how we were feeling about our team and then stay as a team. We all get in a group chat together and just keep, you know, keep that that momentum going within competitive. And every once in a while, you know, we'll, we'll hook up again and just and, and feel just overall get that momentum you know going again i think it's a that was a great idea by blizzard yeah and taps off to the devs or whosoever idea that was to put that feature in there all those small it, it helps out a lot yeah especially if like uh as you mentioned it's harder in on xbox side of things which i'm playing with to find a group that is going to chat if you're not friends with them already and so if you come across that it almost feels like an anomaly of getting in with a group that's chatting and on the open mic and stuff like that. And then you have success and it's like, you definitely want to try to keep that going as well. So man, blizzard, you're, you're stealing my heart. They're, they're doing sure. a great job, <laughs> but. And something else I've noticed as well is that at least right now, um, there's also a huge influx of players on PC that are that did the same thing I did was go ahead and buy the game on PC because um, there's there's a, a good number of us, uh, I guess, console players that end up playing together on the same team. So when we're doing things together, some people are kind of like amazed at stuff. We do like, whoa, how'd you do that? And we're like, ah, you know, I'm from console. And, be like, and then you hear someone else be like, oh, yeah, I'm from console, too. And then they're doing just as well as I am. So that's just kind of cool to see that. You know, a lot of people are switching over to, to PC for one reason or another. Yeah. That is, uh, it's a great game. Like I said, it's a great game. But with uh, Overwatch, yeah. it, you know, we got to release the season three, got the new skins and everything, the Winter winter Wonderland. How did you feel about the, the Winter Wonderland and sort of the uh, arcade type games that, that they have? Uh, I'm I'm loving them actually. Um, I do. It was a it was a nice surprise because I don't read up on what was coming up. I did not read up on what was to be, so I didn't get hyped up. But when the update came, I was like, "Oh, look, new update!" I think it's a really good move by Blizzard because I hate quick play so much because <laughs> I feel like everyone is trying to be the best player, so no one plays as a team. But then those there's those game modes that are there, like three v three elimination. Play that all day, every day, uh, because it's so much fun. I, I play it a lot, actually. Out of all the mo game modes that are out there, that's the one I definitely play the most. Nice. And How about you? I unfortunately have not been able to dive too much into the uh, different game modes. Uh, I've heard about them. I know all my friends really enjoy them and love them. And I'm excited to get to that. Uh, right now, I've just been focusing on my competitive rank because 
I got, you know, what is it, two or three months before the season ends. So I'm just trying to get at a decent rank <laughs> to, to end the season. But um, from everything I've heard, it's, it's great. And, uh, you know, just whenever you think about the type of game Overwatch was whenever it first released, you know, Blizzard obviously knew they're going to have to come up with some stuff to continue to make that game have an appeal. And I think they, so far they've really nailed it on the head between the arcade, the three V three, uh, the may snowball fight or the junkin junkenstein, uh, type thing that they did for, uh, the last, whatever it was season or, uh, the Halloween type era type of thing that they were doing. And that's just, you know, it's given yeah, your yeah. game something to, to come back to and to keep people involved. So, yeah, it's just another reason why Overwatch is... I totally agree. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, and it's the reason why it's not only got, you know, a huge momentum when it first released, but Blizzard has been able to continue that momentum for now almost a year. We're in January now, and that game, like you said, at least, like, April or May or something like that, and... Quite honestly, I feel like it's just blown up and it keeps getting bigger and bigger every month that goes by. Every season, new season that starts up, I feel like it keeps getting bigger. Not in a bad way either. Yeah. And and if the, you're not playing Overwatch, I'd be surprised. I feel like everyone's playing Overwatch now. Yeah. I mean, seriously, if you don't have Overwatch, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> but, That's uh, what I'm saying. <laughs> Not only that, it also like they're just expertly timed, it seems, hints and clues about new characters releasing. They did the whole thing with Sombra and just like all the Easter eggs that Blizzard has put into that in the maps and just in uh, different voice lines that, that characters will say, you know, maybe in the before a match starts. Uh, and I know they're, they're teasing another character out right now and uh, we need Roberto here. To remind us of what that is because it's i can't remember his name reyes maybe if i remember right they're, they've been teasing doomfist if i remember oh, right doomfist. yes and rumor has it terry cruz is the voice which i hope so bad because i love terry cruz so much <laughs> oh that would be another reason why you have to go out and buy overwatch right now and get it while it's on sale people it's on sale so Go get it or Indeed. trade in the game that it's, you don't ever is, play yeah, anymore. All, across all three consoles. But, um, yeah, so Overwatch is not the only big game out there, surprisingly, Kmart. Um, Destiny. What? Destiny what? is actually... They got their little, little following that's <laughs> still going strong with that. And uh, there's some, still there's like some little new updates following. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what, what do you have to say on SRL? Indeed. Um, well, SRL was something from last year. For those who don't know, it stands for the Sparrow Racing League. And a Sparrow are these little hovercrafts that you uh, can get through um, in the world to get you from one place to another much quicker. But now you can use it to race. Basically, like a It was my favorite bike, thing right? from last year. Yeah, well, from exactly. If you're a Star Wars fan, it's just like a speeder bike. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love it. I love it a lot. Uh, unfortunately, because Overwatch has taken over, I haven't played too much Destiny because there was a, an update called The Dawning. I don't know exactly what was all in it. Crabs would be the 
perfect person to update us on that. We can do that in the full episode. But SRL was my thing as far as like one thing I was looking forward to because uh, everyone knew it was going to come back again. It was just a matter of time. And, you know, I love it. Uh, they added two more tracks and those tracks, you know, are a good addition, you know, um, to the SRL. The, I don't know, family, I guess. So now there's four tracks. I, I will say with only being four tracks, it does get a little tiresome you know, playing those same four tracks over and over and over again. But at the same time, I will take what I can get. And I'm just waiting for Destiny 2 at this point. So I'm just, yeah. you know, I, I think I raided for the first time last week. And that was the first time I raided in a very long time. Destiny is just, uh, I don't know, it's just not me anymore, at, the, at least at the moment. You know, I've got other games I got to play, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, I would do. I do want to talk about it. But do you want to say anything about Destiny before I talk about this this, this game that I have in mind yeah. that I'm loving yeah. so much? <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned Destiny 2, which. Can you recall Has that been officially confirmed? Or is it just sort of a, an assumption it's right now? It's been officially unofficially confirmed gotcha it's just one of those things that everybody knows that's coming out and as far as i know bungie has hinted at like hey it's being made but i don't think there's been a like a super official announcement or anything i, I don't remember gotcha yeah like the only thing i've heard is it might come out on pc so if it does I'll be in big trouble because I'll probably get on Xbox and PC. Yeah. <laughs> Just sucking the money right out of you. But, um, I know, I know. Bungie knows how to do it. I bet they do. Uh, I mentioned the grind in Overwatch with the competitive, um, seasons, but man, when you want to talk about a grind, <laughs> uh, for me at least, the, the grind in Destiny is real. Mind, yeah, is Destiny. So, uh, I know for myself, I was I was tempted to get into it again with Taking King, and they were doing a whole special where you can get everything for 60 bucks, which is truly a heck of a deal, but I just didn't pull the trigger. So, I'm sort of looking forward to, hopefully, a Destiny 2, just sort of reboot things, and I can sort of start off on more level, level pegging as the rest of my friends and be able to grind through it with them instead of trying to always play catch up, which is what I thought I was doing before. And just indeed, indeed. Destiny I remember when you game. first started playing Destiny it was when I first started playing destiny. Yeah. And, and then you just stopped. I just, I didn't have the, but it was for various time, reasons. Yeah. But, uh, man, destiny, that is certainly a game that is not fun. If you had to go through it by yourself, <laughs> So, indeed, indeed, because that's the only reason why I play. When I first got it, when I first got an Xbox two years ago, I must say I didn't touch Destiny until uh, I found some friends to play with. Not gonna lie. Yeah, and my first experience with it Destiny actually for a long time was I had bought an Xbox probably six months after the release an Xbox One, and none of my friends had had it yet. And so Destiny is a big game out, and so I had it, and just it wasn't, you know, it wasn't doing it for me because I had nobody to play with. And then 
I get rid of it. And then, you know, a few months down the line, everybody else gets it. But, you know, it's all good. Life moves on. <laughs> it's all good. But uh, so what game was it that you wanted to talk about? So it's a game called Lost Odyssey. You may or may not have heard of it. It came out back on the Xbox 360 uh, some time ago. The creator of Final Fantasy uh, left Square, made his own company. Um, and then this was one of the first games he made called Lost Odyssey. And it's, it was made um, backwards compatible a couple months ago. I've never played it before, never owned it. And I was thinking about buying a used copy. And I was just, you know, on the fence, you know, do I pull the trigger? Do I not pull the trigger? Because it's even used. It's like 30 or 40 bucks. And I, that's what made me just kind of iffy on pulling the trigger. Microsoft had to go and do something just amazing. <laughs> and I'm so happy they did. They finally made it available digitally. And when they did that, they made it available for free. What? So if it's a game you've been dying to play, with it being January 1st now, the deal ended yesterday, unfortunately. So if you did not pick it up, you will now have to buy it. Snap. And I have been loving every second of it um, so far. Um, quick overview of what it's about. You know, two nations are at war and this huge meteorite comes out of nowhere, wipes out everybody. Uh, the main guy, he's immortal, so he can live forever. So he survives the attack. Which is a quite interesting thing in battle that, that, that they kind of tie in. Um, anyway, um, and you're just trying to figure out like why, why the meteorite happened and, and trying to just, just figure things out. And the, the entire time, the main guy, um, he lost his memory when he became immortal. So slowly but surely, he's gaining his memories back, which is really cool. And uh, there's these cool poems in there as he gains memories back. You know, they, they kind of do like this... Uh, small poem thing which is really nice too which was i thought was interesting because it it slows down the game a bit especially when things are like kind of hectic sometimes mm -hmm. but they're they're really good read-throughs actually i wouldn't if you play the game do not skip them because they are worth it um they just add to the lore and the just the whole world it, uh, it's so good so uh, good so good the story then uh i am very much so if you like i JRPGs. This is this is a, this is a good JRPG. Gotcha. And I will also say it is also one of the largest Xbox 360 games out there. I think it was like a 25 gig download because originally when it came out, it had four discs and I am technically on disc two, even though I have the digital version version. But uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. It's not too difficult either, which I like, but it's not like super easy either. There's like plenty of puzzles and curveballs and this and that. Uh, ah, nice. I, I can't wait to see where the story takes me. How's the uh, gameplay itself? Is it glitchy or um, everything pretty solid? No, actually, it's a, it's a pretty decent game. Um, I will say like in reviews, they were saying how because I remember when the game came out, I was. I ate it up every little review and stuff, even though I, I didn't own it. <laughs> Basically, there is a there are a lot of loading screens, but I don't know if it's because it's on Xbox one or what the loading screens are up for maybe five to ten seconds. And then if the game has loaded whatever it needs, 
And even most of the time though, you don't even see the loading screen. It just kind of flashes, you see loading, and then it goes away. And then you're wherever it is. So I don't know if that's been improved or maybe it's been patched, but I remember that being a complaint when the game first came out. But I wouldn't consider it a complaint only because the loading screens aren't there for that long. Gotcha, gotcha. Doesn't bother me. Battling system is, is pretty decent. You know, it's your typical turn-based JRPG type thing uh, with a small twist. So you can have people like in the front line or in the back line. People in the front line take all the damage. People in the back line are defended much more, much better. Up until there's a there's a bar. If it goes all the way down, then people in the back line can get damaged as much as people in the front. So that's an interesting dynamic. And like I said, one of the characters is immortal. Actually, at this point in the story, I have three people in my party that are immortal. So if they go down, they're basically unconscious for like three turns, I think it is. And then they wake back up with a third of their health uh, automatically uh, regenerated. So there's, there's that aspect. So there are times where I'm in a battle and I know... I can stay alive. I won't. I won't res them because I know they'll be resurrect. They'll just get up after a few turns, which is interesting. Yeah. And speaking of that turn base, and there is a reason why they're immortal, but I don't. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to reveal it because it's. <laughs> I just want you to play it. It's so good. You heard it here first, folks. If you haven't got it already, go out and buy the Lost Odyssey. Kmart approved. <laughs> Indeed, and. It, at this point, you have to buy it. It's not free anymore, so you will have to buy it. But hey, Are you uh, geeking out about any games right now, Jimler? That's what I'm saying. I just, I can't, I can't speak good enough. Like, the wait has been worth it for me. Personally, it's been worth it for me. How long? If you don't remember, back in the day, there were commercials on the TV, and it, it, uh, it had White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane as the music in the trailer which is I, I i still to this day will watch that trailer it's so good <laughs> how long ago did that release on 360 uh give me a couple seconds i'm looking it up right now just so i'm not inaccurate because i would like to be accurate it came out in japan in 2007 Came out in good old North America in 2008. Man, you know that's a good game. Whenever eight years later, good lord, that game is almost ten years old. Yeah, it's still holding up, and it looks pretty decent too. Um, not, uh, not gonna lie, like it's. I mean, it's an Xbox 360, so don't expect Xbox One type graphics. But for the time, you know, it it does pretty decent. I mean, most JRPGs look decent anyway, so yeah. Well, speaking of... And one uh, thing I, I noticed a lot, the just real quick, the English voice acting can be a little cheesy at times, but one thing that caught me off guard is there's a, a kid that joins your party, or the two kids actually, but one of the kids is voiced by the same person who voices Phil and Lil from the Rugrats. What? <laughs> so it's just weird hearing uh, that voice. Man, uh, how, uh, what yeah, was that, your first it. reaction that's whenever you heard that? Was it like, uh, I'm what like, the heck? That's Phil and Lil from Rugrats. And then I looked it up, and I'm like, that is Phil and Lil from the Rugrats. I knew it! I knew it! Oh, man. 
I didn't exactly geek out about it. It was just like, that's just weird. I don't know why it's weird to me. It just, it just is. Childhood memories. <laughs> but that's um, what I'm saying. Speaking of old games that still hold up their value, uh, I believe a couple of our RDB RDP cast uh, got back into the Let's Play segment that we're doing. Is am I correct in that? With uh, Republic yes. Commando, um, Kyle and I will definitely be playing it uh, probably sometime this week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday. So check out our stream for that, uh, twitch.tv. I'll probably stream it on my channel, so twitch.tv slash Desert Fury. Um, it was a segment we got started back when we first started RDP, so if you missed it, it's coming back. Uh, Kyle and I are going through Republic Commando, still going through Republic Commando. So if you'd like to join us, come on and join us. We're, we're doing not only doing a Let's Play through of it, but we're discussing it as we play through it. You know, Kyle's never really seen it, so for him, it's more reactionary and for me it's more um, nostalgia so there's you know two different things um, anyone's more than welcome to join us of course we're streaming it so you can join in on the discussion uh, like I said we're going to either do it Tuesday or Wednesday so keep posted on our Twitter to uh, find out when we're streaming it uh, exactly and we will let everybody know uh, exactly um, once again that's Star Wars Republic Commando this Tuesday or Wednesday it's coming back people if I'm not mistaken, that game came out, I think, in 05? 06? That sounds about right. 05 or 06. Somewhere in there. Right. Wait a minute. Maybe before then. That's an original Xbox game, too. Oh, yeah. So, maybe 03? No, it couldn't be 03, right? 04? I don't know. It couldn't be 03. No. I think KOTOR was 03, wasn't it? Shoot. I don't know. You were originally right when you said 05. Man, that must have been towards the end of its lifetime. The yeah. original Xbox. And I think they got everything out of that Xbox and making that game. It, it was. They did. It it, that game still looks pretty decent even today. Like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, if you go back and play that game, you, you would probably not guess it was original Xbox. Like, I still am surprised. And the story. Like, it's one of those things. First time you play through it. If you haven't had the chance to play through it, I recommend you go pick it up on PC or something. It's just the story gets you. It's so involving, and I'm anxious to see. Uh, I, I Kyle's wholeheartedly agree. Kyle's reaction to some of the the parts and some of the missions. It it's it was beautiful. <laughs> it's like why haven't we had more the thing quality is, you Star Wars games like that? That's what I'm saying. And it makes me upset because every time I watch or I like say when I play a Republic Commando or if I watch a Star Wars movie, I say to my family all the time. We need more Star Wars games. We need more. Yeah. And what makes me even more upset, one of my favorite Star Wars games, x versus TIE Fighter. LucasArts was making a remake of that. They were going to surprise people with it. And Disney bought them out and then they canceled it. That's true. So that, that, ah. I need another space flight sim from LucasArts. Yeah. Even though they can't make any games really anymore. Disney, get on it. We need a new space flight sim, a real one, like yeah. X-Wing or TIE Fighter or X-Wing well, versus TIE Fighter. It's not even really Disney. They need it. It's thinking EA, so who knows what we'll ever have from that. This is true. 
But and knowing EA, they're not gonna do it for us. Yeah. Jerks. But something EA did do for us was give us a half half hearted game in Battlefront <laughs> uh released last this year. This is true. Which oh by the way, uh speaking of Battlefront uh Battlefront two, huge news yes. if you didn't know. First of all, it will have a single player campaign. Yeah, yeah. About time. Like, why? And Visceral is handling the campaign really for it. And if you don't know who that is, uh, Visceral is making their own Star Wars game right now, uh, led by, uh, I can't remember her name, but she's the creative director for Uncharted. So she's helping out with the campaign for Battlefront, from what I've heard. So. I am quite excited for the next Battlefront. It's basically shut up and take my money. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's that's uh, I can't wait. And apparently the entire team at Dice is working on Battlefront. I guess when they made the last Battlefront, they split their resources. Half were working on Battlefront, half were making Battlefield one. But no, Dice said they are all in on Battlefront. No Battlefield. They, they said they are stopping production on Battlefield altogether for now, and they are all in on Battlefront. Just hope they don't let us down. Wait, what? That's uh, I'm not going to pre-order Battlefront too. Yeah, so I should say enough right now. I mean, I learned my lesson on Battlef- Battlefront One, and you know, I was a sucker. I'm about to season pass, yep. and yep. So, speaking of Season Pass, though, the last uh, expansion, I believe, came out for it uh, about a month ago, maybe? And that is uh, the expansion Yeah, I don't have it, but do you have it? I do have it. Um, Yeah? So, I... Thoughts? Feelings? Concerns? It is, you know, traditional. The one thing they did right (laughs) in Battlefront... The game is beautiful and it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thermal imploder is going off and everything yes, else. Yes, this is true. It's, it's pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, the details on the ships and stuff like that comes through. Um, for me, it's fun to go in and play, you know, 20, 30 minutes to either end a night or start a day or something like that but it's not something that is good enough to keep me coming back, you know, or for an extended period of time. Uh, nowhere close to Overwatch quality or anything like that. Um, but, you know, it's fun. It's Star Wars. It's the childhood dream. It's always going to have a <laughs> place in my heart. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's good. Uh, it's enjoyable. It's better when yeah. you have friends, you know, but, hey... I understand why a lot of people got rid of it. You know, it's I I completely understand. I still have it on my hard drive. It's still sitting on my hard drive. I just did not buy the season pass for it because I thought I already paid uh, like a hundred bucks for the deluxe edition or whatever, and it didn't even come with the season pass, which is stupid. So yeah and i thought 40 bucks was a lot for a season pass which now that's a deal but i still don't want to pull the trigger because i don't play battlefront enough no yeah it's not worth it (laughs) (laughs) as much as it pains me to say that it's you're not really missing much but um 
Yeah. Is whatever EA needs to do something to get the magic back for Star Wars gaming. Yeah. You know? There was a long time, nineties and early to mid two thousands. LucasArts, even though they there were a couple crap games in there, for the most part, LucasArts had amazing games. Just boom, for they just firing on all cylinders. They say there were a couple crap games in there, but even then it was ah, the good games far outweighed the bad games they made. Yeah. So um EA needs to somehow get that magic back. Hopefully what Visceral is working on will uh bring that magic back. But one thing that I hope so is a complete rumor. I have no idea if this is even, you know, true or not or will happen. But uh, the guys over at IGN on Podcast Unlocked were talking about the fact that BioWare here recently has always been a two-game studio. They have one, they have two games in development at the same time, whether it's Mass Effect and Dragon Age or, you know, whatever it may be. And right now, BioWare has only got one game on the horizon that we know about, and that is Mass Effect Andromeda. So, with everything happening with Scorpio's release sometime next year, more than likely, you know, what is going to be some of the games that Microsoft maybe tries to throw out there and say, this is why you need to go out and buy the Scorpio, uh, either at launch or, you know, close to after launch. What if it's a KOTOR 3 by Bioware? Uh... They sort of have tidied things up and wrapped up stuff with the Old Republic with their last expansion. You know, could they go back to the console version of the Old Republic and just make a killer, killer RPG game again? Um, open world on the Scorpio would be beautiful. I don't know. That's that's maybe me just being very wishful, but if that could happen, that oh my goodness. I, I would have well, to go out and buy the Scorpio. It's quite possible. EA owns Bioware. Bioware likes to tell great stories. And as you said, Podcast Unlocked even mentioned it. They're usually a two-game studio with one in the works and one you know, on the horizon. So it's quite possible there is an unannounced Star Wars game by Bioware. I know there's one by Respawn uh, coming out people who made Titanfall, so any Titanfall fans out there. Um, I know Respawn's making a, a Star Wars game, so we'll see what happens with that. Well, Jimler, I think it's time to wrap things up. You you have anything uh, you want to say as your outro uh, as we as we lead out? You anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, they're continuing the Star Wars theme. I actually picked up a new Star Wars book about a week or so ago called Star Wars Bloodlines. Uh, This is not one of the quote-unquote legend books, (laughs) uh, the old expanded universe uh, that they had. But this is a legit, backed by Disney, it is canon uh, story. And it's about 20 years after Episode 6, but roughly, you know, 10 years or so before Episode 7. And it's all about Princess Leia and uh, sort of explaining her relationship in some ways with Han and Ben and Luke and how she's uh, working in the Senate, sort of planning some 
seeds maybe for the first order. And so I'm about three quarters of the way through it so far. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it's been just a great Star Wars book. Uh, so hopefully sometime soon I'll be able to have it finished and be able to give you all my final thoughts on it. Oh, very, very nice. I was thinking about picking up um, some of the newer Star Wars books to get into, but uh, that might be one on my list I'll have to put off. Uh, myself, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at uh, uh, Twitter. Oh, what is my handle? Desert Fury. <laughs> Sorry. You can follow us uh, at RealDudes underscore pod. Um, and then don't forget to follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash RealDudesPod. Um, is there anything else? You can email us, uh, RealDudesPod at gmail.com. Instagram, Real Dudes Podcast. Um, Instagram. Thank you, Jimler, for that. I know we're on Facebook. I think we're Real Dudes Podcast, if I remember right. Sorry, I, I don't know off the top of my hand. Uh, look into it. Um, yeah, so don't forget to follow us. Uh, share this episode, and we would be more than happy if you shared it. Uh, we're, we're always happy to engage with our fans. So if you want to talk to us, just hit us up. We'll always respond. Yes, sir. Well, we will see you guys later on this week. Cowabunga. Bye. number one number two employee leave a message at the hey jamie it's me jamie this is your daily pep talk i know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group mad harmony but you will bounce back i mean you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the name your price tool it should be you giving me the pep talk now get out there hit that high note and take mad harmony all the way to nationals this year sorry it's pitchy Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the new Buttermilk Crispy Chicken Biscuit at McDonald's. We don't need that music. Made with tender chicken. Eh, let's lose the echo. On a warm buttermilk biscuit. Perfect. The juicy simplicity of our Buttermilk Crispy Chicken Biscuit speaks for itself. Get it now for just three bucks and get a $2 sausage McMuffin with egg or a $1 small hot coffee, all from the one two, three dollars menu. Simply your breakfast at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.